want to welcome you to the Transportation Committee, Finance Committee. Good morning. I am not your regular chair, but our chair is here, but her voice, she's ill and her voice is hoarse. So I'm going to be stepping in. I'm Supervisor Malia Cohen. Uh, I think I'm the vice chair. Yes, I'm the vice chair of this committee. <laughs> to my left is Supervisor Ronan. To my right is uh, Supervisor Yi. I want to recognize SFGovTV, Charles Krimanak, and Jennifer Lowe for their wonderful uh, leadership in helping us broadcast this committee meeting. Uh, happy Valentine's Day to you all. And my Valentine's Day gift to you will be a swift yet thorough and efficient meeting. <laughs> And let's start with roll call. All right. Uh, item one roll call, Commissioner Cohen. Present. Cohen is present. Commissioner Fewer. Present. Fewer is present. Commissioner Kim. Kim is absent. Commissioner Ronan. Present. Ronan is present. Commissioner Yee. Present. Yee present. We have quorum. Excellent. Thank you very much. Could you please call the next item? All right. Uh, items, two to three, uh, items two to three comprise the consent calendar. These items are considered routine. Staff is not planning to present on these items, but are prepared to present if desired. If a member objects, any of the items may be removed and considered separately. Thank you. Uh, colleagues, is there a motion for approval of the minutes? Um, Go on, make move it. All right, motion moved by uh, Supervisor Yee. We can take that without, without objection. We'll do a uh, public comment. On oh, excuse calendar. me, you're absolutely right. All right, ladies and gentlemen, it's a time for public comment. Please step up. You have two minutes to speak right here in the center. Seeing none, public comment is closed. Thank you. Okay. We'll motion do a roll has been call made. vote on okay. the consent calendar. Um, Commissioner Cohen? Aye. Cohen, aye. Commissioner Fewer? Aye. Fewer, aye. Commissioner Ronan? Aye. Ronan, aye. Commissioner Yee? Aye. Aye. Consent calendar is approved. Thank you. Next item. Item four, state and federal legislative update. This is an action item. Thank you. Welcome back. Yes. Hello. Uh, good morning, commissioners. Amber Crabb. I'm an assistant deputy in the policy and programming division. Uh, standing in for Mark Watts today, who is usually before you uh, talking about what's going on in Sacramento. Um, so this is uh, starting on page 37 of your packet is the recommended slate of positions as well as a, a matrix of all of the bills we're tracking. Uh, this is the first of the session, so usually it's pretty long, but uh, in the spirit of the meeting, it's it's actually short uh, compared to normal. However, uh, Mark is expecting thousands of bills to be introduced by the end of the period on Friday, so probably have a more robust uh, packet for you next month. So the, the bills that we are recommending positions on, um, the main ones are AB1 and SB1, which are the transportation funding bills uh, that you've probably heard about, $6 billion annual funding packages um, being negotiated. The governor has indicated his own package, which would be about $4 billion a year, uh, and that he uh, expects this to be resolved by, I think, April 6th is what um, he said at the Senate policy conference. So uh, expect uh, inertia to pick up on that again really soon. Uh, we're also recommending a support position on AB 28, which is uh, urgency bill, but a technical somewhat correction to, to reinstate Caltrans authorization to sign on the dotted line on behalf of the Federal Highway Administration for environmental documents, which is critically important to some big uh, construction projects, especially in Southern California. So I think it's near the top of a lot of people's priority list. 
And then finally, uh, support position on Assembly Bill 342, which if you celebrated, I think, earlier this week, the introduction of the automated speed enforcement legislation. Uh, and then we're recommending one opposed position on AB 65. There's uh, one bill, this is the one bill that's trying to kill high-speed rail. We anticipate next month we'll probably have a dozen of them to talk about and oppose then as well. Um, so uh, there are uh, already a number of uh, bills on the horizon that we anticipate discussing. Uh, the one that got announced uh, this week was Senator Wiener's uh, constitutional amendment. He's proposing to reduce the voting threshold on transportation bonds to 55%. So that's a taste of things to come. We're excited for next month and for continuing to work with our delegation and Mark Watts in Sacramento. So happy to answer any questions. I have a question for you. Mm -hmm. It's to do with um, Assemblyman Chu's AB 342. Yes. Uh, the State Police Union doesn't support because it's concerned it will have job loss associated with this. Could you explain? Uh, I would have to check with MTA and get back to you, but that is what we've heard as well. Um, so in what the, way would there be job loss? I, I think I, <clears throat> just speaking in speculation that it likely has to do with the automation. Uh, typically, rather than on the street enforcement, the automation, I've heard there's also concerns about who reviews the camera footage, because um, I think that also is a question of how that uh, labor is distributed. So uh, I think item four, we're expected to vote on this. Um, is that right? To, we're expected to vote in support Correct. Well, but yeah, to recommend a position of support, yes. Um, but we don't have all the, you don't have all the answers. You just, I'd be uh, happy to, um, if you wanted to continue that until the board, I can get you the information before then. Okay, Supervisor Yee. Um, yeah, well, the, um, in particular, AB uh, 342, which mm -hmm. I fully support, and um, there's some, as we know, there's 142 locations in the U.S. that's already using this uh, Technology. Uh, mechanism. Mm -hmm. And unfortunately, California just doesn't allow for for um, local jurisdiction to to implement these type of programs, so that's why we're having this. And uh, we also know that the um, when when locations have uh, utilized this, um, this uh, uh, device, that the percentage of fatalities have gone way down. I mean, by as much as 30, 40% in some places, 20% minimally, uh, depending how you use it. Um, so the question I have is, um, it says uh, the bill would authorize no later than January 1st, 2019. Uh, what, what is the... Um, uh, what would be the general procedure at this point? It was in introduced at the state level, and then it goes to where? Uh, how, so how quickly can it pass this is the question, I guess. Yes, so it uh, would go to a Senate committee. It's my understanding. It's not, I'm not sure if they've figured out which committee it's going to first. Or, or I'm sorry, the assembly committee. Um, then full assembly, and then to the uh, Senate referred to committee and then back to the Senate. If there's amendments, it would go um, back to the assembly to concurrence and then to the governor's desk. Um, typically, if it would be approved this year, it would be enacted January 1st, 
2018. Mm -hmm. um, but I, I understand that there was an interest uh, in discussing uh, with the stakeholders before the bill was introduced a longer time frame uh, for approval to allow for um, additional conversations before it was implemented. Is it con it's considered a two-year bill? Um, probably if it doesn't get through this year. <laughs> really, um, yes. Okay. Can, can we have a um, fuller discussion of this at the food board? Yes. Okay, because I think um, there's some questions as a supervisor, Absolutely. I mean, Commissioner Cohen. Sure, yes. Brought up. Okay. Thank you. Uh, I think we have questions from mm -hmm. Commissioner Fewer. Thank you. Um, another concern that I had about this was sort of I understand that it's um, through this enforcement of speed that there would be a camera that would mm -hmm. actually photograph the vehicle itself and not the driver. If a violation was to look to have occurred, that then the person who is the car owner would be the one that would be issued the citation, is that correct? Uh, it's my understanding that that's correct and I think that's that's how the enforcement cameras at toll plazas and, and the like also operate. And then, um, so we can't be sure that it is the driver and themselves that are actually being fined this, it's the owner of the vehicle. And then also, or a person that's leased to or registered to. And then also, I understand that there is a fine, but there isn't any sort of, um, dis you know, point sort of um, system, you know, doesn't, yeah. isn't a point off of your driving record. That's that correct. is just a fine. Yes. Mm -hmm. Okay. So then I also want to just respond to Supervisor Cohen's. Mm -hmm. Um, comment about the loss of jobs. I can, as my husband was a traffic cop for the n okay. last nine years of his 35-year police career, um, I can understand why they might perceive this. Is because right now we rely heavily, only actually, on law enforcement to actually be trained professionals to actually administer these type of citations, and so we rely 100% on them. And they, and actually, when tickets are issued by police officers, that it does have a deterrent effect. Um, it's one of the rare things that actually say about police presence, actually it's a deterrent to crime is actually because, but it's not about the fine. It is really about the points. And so I understand both sides that this could be seen as a loss of jobs because quite frankly, police officers are the ones that are trained to actually do this type of enforcement using discretion also, and also training, and, um, and, and then also even sometimes um, shooting radar, right? A, a, a machine or mechanism in which to determine if they were speeding or not. And then I also am just concerned that if it is just a fine, that how much of a deterrent will it be? So I guess we'll hear more. Um, at the full board meeting, but that's basically my concerns. Okay, and I can um, definitely defer to SFMTA's uh, much greater experience in this issue than me, but it's my understanding that uh, making it a fine instead of uh, points allows local, uh, local involvement in enforcement rather than um, having a more rigorous uh, point-based system requires different uh, agencies to get involved with that. 
One, one point I wanted just to jump in here uh, before um, Supervisor Fior and Ronan were on the, on the body. We, I was reminded that we took up an item. Um, the TA already has taken a resolution of support for, the a, for ASE, which is the Automated Speed Enforcement. So this is um, not new before this body, but just as for your edification. What yeah. is new is the concern that it's job loss, that that was not, I think, discussed or teased out. Um, before we get to you, uh, Ms. Tang, I just want to give Commissioner Ronan an opportunity. Sure, I, d yeah. I just appreciate and want to echo my colleagues' concerns about this item, and I am uh, happy that we're going to have a more robust discussion at the full TA meeting. I also, I, I want to understand more the mechanics of how it works, and I know that our city treasurer right now is undergoing a process to try to remove fines against uh, you know individuals that are having a really hard time making it in San Francisco. And this sort of runs exactly counter to that. It's adding a new type of fine that um, make it often really hard for people to, to live in the most expensive city uh, in the country. And so I, I, I really, you know, I also have concerns about job loss. I have concerns about privacy issues and about the person actually doing the speeding who's ticketed. I have concerns about how additional fines impact our residents. Um, you know, while I very much support our Vision Zero goals and, and I'm concerned about pe pedestrian safety, I want to make sure that we really understand all the implications of, of this bill before we recommend moving forward. Right. Yeah, just to... Um, <coughs> We did adopt a support position in general in 2015. Yeah. It was also included in our state legislative program for 2016 as one of the priorities in supporting SFMTA. Um, I'm sure they would be more than happy to come and have a, a longer discussion. I know they're also, um, the, the program is not fully fleshed out in the legislation and I know there's acute awareness about the equity implications of uh, these types of infractions and penalties. And so I think there was a, a wholehearted um, understanding and commitment to um, trying to figure out a way to acknowledge that in the actual uh, enforcement of the bill. So I think it's on everyone's hearts and minds. Okay, great, or, thanks. Um, so we'll, we'll hear from Tang, Mr. Uh, you, um, I'll make a comment. Yes, okay, okay. Commissioner. Um, I think it's um, a fair question to ask um, um, whether or not the 142 places that actually use this, if they actually have lost jobs because of this. Uh, I think that's fair. I, 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 my, I speculate that they, there hasn't been that impact, um, especially when I, I know in San Francisco, for instance, that everybody's asking for, there's not enough um, traffic control officers out there as it is today. I mean, you know, we could put, put them all over the place. Uh, and it really depends on how you roll out uh, this program, whether it's a moving target one where it's not stable, then, you know, uh, which seems to have the, have the most impact, uh, which then again, if you're not putting it in every street corner, you're still, in my mind, still need the traffic officers. So that's, uh, just one thing that I, I'm not too sure of the argument that I, that the uh, some of the, of the statewide organizations are making holds any water. Yes, and and it's my understanding that it's 
coming from the state level. Um, I, I know that SFMTA has been working with the local, um, local department, but I will let them speak to um, those conversations. All right, thank you. Let's let um, Executive Director Tilly Chang speak thank on this issue. Thank you, Chair and thank you, Commissioners, for the uh, thoughtful questions. We'll definitely prepare a more comprehensive update and briefing on the proposal, such as, such as it is um, from Assemblymember Chu. Just wanted to mention that when Mayor Lee and Mayor Licardo from San Jose and uh, Commissioner, then Supervisor um, Yi was also present at the event uh, discussing the legislation. Um, the police uh, uh, captain, or Cap Captain Scott, Captain Scott from the San Francisco PD was also there, as well as Captain Ali. Ali, Captain Ali had been working for a long time with us on Vision Zero, as well as members of the SF uh, San Jose Police Department. Uh, but this is a really um, comprehensive proposal and I think the privacy issues, the enforcement issues, the, um, the families uh, that also spoke at that event would be important for you all to hear from. So we'll certainly endeavor to arrange that if, I don't know if we'll be able to make it for this board meeting, um, mm -hmm. hopefully we will, but we'll also be looking to March to prepare a proper, hopefully um, comprehensive update for you all. Quick question. Um, what is the timeline on this this particular piece of legislation? Right, we have the whole session. I'm, I think it was just introduced, and so the idea is to solicit this kind of okay. engagement. So right. there's no urgency, as I understand it. Okay, thank you very much. Uh, Commissioner Yi? Yeah, I, know I wanted to add that um, I'm gonna be introducing uh, resolution today. Well, can I say yeah, that? Uh, at the board, to su be supportive of this particular legislation, and so, um, I was hoping that Ashley would go through committee so we could have the families and everybody else come in and talk about it. Okay, thank you. That's good to know. All right, um, let's take public comment. I'm sorry, did you, is your presentation complete? Yes. Okay, let's take public comment. Ladies and gentlemen, I've got one card here. Miss Eileen Boken, are you? Oh, there you are. Welcome. Come on down. Um, Eileen Boken, District 4 resident and former CTACAC member. I am here to support AB 342. I am also here to support an amendment to AB 342, which would expand the use of photo enforcement cameras on SFMTA transit vehicles to include moving violations. The moving violations would include California Vehicle Code 21756, which is a violation that relates to passing a transit vehicle or bus in an unsafe manner. AB 342 would uh, follow on the successes of AB 1287 Chu and SB 1051 Hancock for the implementation of photo enforcement cameras on transit vehicles in San Francisco and Contra Costa counties to ticket vehicles stopped or parked in transit only lanes. At a meeting with the Terravel community last month, Director Reskin stated his support for the use of photo enforcement cameras <coughs> on transit vehicles two tickets CVC 2156. At yesterday's capital planning meeting on Vision Zero and other topics, the community requested that Director Reskin submit a letter of support to this committee for today's meeting uh, for this proposed amendment. The community also requested that Director Reskin submit a letter of support directly to Assembly Member Chu to support this member, uh, amendment prior to the bill's first assembly committee meeting on March 10th. Uh, we are requesting that the CTA uh, Finance Committee and Board also submit a letter of support for this amendment to assembly member Chu. I understand from Ms. Crabb that there is our concerns that this may 
uh, impact the bill as it's currently stated. We would support a separate bill if that were the case. Thank you. Thank you very much for your comments. Are there any other members of the public that'd like to speak on this item? All right, public comment is closed at this time. Okay, colleagues, this is an action item. Um, how would you like to handle this? Any discussion? We could continue. We could take a vote. We could, we have <laughs> options. I'm, well, yes, Commissioner. Maybe I'm biased, but I, I would uh, recommend that, whole, that we accept uh, these recommendations and okay. the positions okay. and move it to the uh, full board with a positive recommendation. All right. All right. I could support that, and I think that we can, in the meantime, get the, um, the answers to the questions, particularly for jobs, um, once it gets to the full board. How does that, how are you with that? Okay, wait, sorry, so we would re we would forward the entire item yes. with recommendation not uh, remove the particular bill. Is there any way to remove yeah. just, yeah, just a, that bill? Yes, there's a way we can do that as okay. well, if, if that's what you'd like to do. Um, I would prefer to do that. I no still problem. have a lot of questions about it. So what, may I make a suggestion? Uh, why don't you just make a motion to mm -hmm. amend uh, and remove uh, Assembly Bill uh, 342 uh, just for further study and then we can the rest of the um, four other suggestions can move forward so moved <laughs> <laughs> okay um, all right mr. clerk did you get that yes um, and was there a second there wasn't second. there's a second there okay. uh, does this require a roll call vote or uh, no it does not uh, we'll just have to take a vote on the amendment first and then on the underlying item All right. thank you very much okay let's take a uh, this is a vote on the amendment this is um, to withdraw assembly bill 342 from the packets um, please call the roll oh, I can do that same house same call all right yeah. same house same call without right. objection. Roll call, please oh, excuse roll me call. Oh, roll call, call. Yeah. All right. on the amendment to uh, Remove uh, Assembly Bill 342 uh, in support. Commissioner Cohen. Um, can you re-refer? Uh, we're basically changing the position to from a support to a watch position on Assembly Bill 342. Okay, to sever uh, Assembly Bill 342, the recommendation uh, from the rest. Aye. Aye. Uh, Commissioner Fewer. Fewer aye. Commissioner Ronan? Aye. Ronan aye. Commissioner Yee? Aye. Yee aye. Okay. The amendment passes. Okay. Thank you very much. Uh, on the underlying item? Yes, on the underlying item. Yeah. Commissioner? Then I'll go ahead and move the rest with a positive recommendation. All right. Second. All right. Can we take that without objection? All right. Same house, same call. Thank you. All right. Thank you very much. Could you call the next item, please? Item Can five. I, a point of clarification? Yes. Yeah. Now that we severed it, do right. we still need to take a vote on it? We will take a vote on next okay. month at the full board. Got it. Okay, thank you. So, so we have, um, it, will, uh, it will sync up nicely with the, what you're doing. Yeah. Um, Mr. Clerk. All right, item five, recommend approving an eligible list for on-call project management oversight and general engineering services authorizing the executive director to execute contracts to shortlisted consultants for a three-year period with an option to extend for two additional one-year periods and a combined amount to, uh, total not to exceed six million 
and authorizing executive director to negotiate payment terms and non-material contract terms and conditions. This is an action item. All right, thank you very much. Good, Good morning, uh, Chair Cohen, committee members, Eric Cordoba, Deputy Director, Capital Projects. Happy to present item five, starts on page 45 of your packet uh, for the on-call project management oversight and general engineering <laughs> services contract. What I wanna do is start with um, an overview of the Capital Projects Division in terms of what we do and the assistance here in particular that we need moving forward and then go through the procurement details and talk to you about how in essence we do business when it comes to working with the consultant community in this regard. Let's start with Thank the you. major capital projects that the uh, CP division oversees and has direct uh, interaction with all of the staff that goes ahead and uh, administers these projects. You can see the list, an extensive list, all the way totaling, frankly, up to about $10 billion worth of improvements. Um, we have been an active partner with all of the city departments in overseeing these projects and ensuring the fiduciary responsibility for the Prop K funds. And um, I'm not gonna go through a specifics on each project, but I just want you to get an understanding that it's critical that we have some consultant assistance in the technical areas that we've reached out to in that regard. Now I wanna talk about really, instead of oversight, I wanna talk about project management. In essence, projects that we're managing, that we are in essence the sponsor and lead agency on, and then in a lot of respects also construction. For example, the first project on the list is the westbound on and off ramps off of Yerba Buena Island. We just completed that project and we are moving forward with another approximately $200 million of improvements on YBI. So we look to this list for us for our use in terms of project management and other technical expertise. Uh, what's new now in the new hat that we wear as the Transportation Authority and staff to you is all the improvements associated with the Treasure Island Mobility Management Agency program. We're working in partnership with the Treasure Island Development Authority to go ahead and coordinate new tolling coming on and off the uh, island as well as significant transit and water ferry service improvements. So we've got about another three years worth of work before we actually turn on the tolling system, but we also look to this list for, the, for help in that regard. Other projects are on the list that are um, Highway 101 managed lanes that we're just finishing up some planning work on and plan to come to you here in the near future with an update on progress that we're making with uh, San Mateo County and Caltrans and others to move a project on the 101-280 corridor as we move forward. Other, other projects that are in the specific districts, for example, I-280 at Balboa Ocean Geneva Avenue off-ramp, um, our team and our consultant team is basically preparing the environmental documentation for that right now and we're very close to obtaining a, uh, environmental approval for that project here in the spring. There are other projects that are in different districts. For example, I just mentioned Alameda Circle and bike pedestrian improvements that is uh, completing a planning type study and that we're ready and frankly can help in terms of moving pro that project forward. Can't we? Other projects that we, I just, I just wanna make sure you're clear in terms of how we've used this list in the past, 19th Avenue, there are planned Vision Zero improvements and other infrastructure improvements that we have used our consultant teams to prepare the environmental documentation on. We are completing that environmental document right now as we speak and anticipate approval by the summer. Lombard Vision Zero, we're helping the Department of uh, Public Works in terms of other Vision Zero improvements. And both of these two corridors involve Caltrans. 
and we use this list extensively to go ahead and get specific support with Caltrans. And um, that project also is at a point where it should move into construction later this year. Other projects on the list, uh, Quint Street, Gerald Avenue, we're prepared, frankly, to go ahead and move forward with that project and work with SFDPW once the real estate uh, acquisition documents are signed by UP Railroad. So we're waiting for that approval to start our due diligence work in that regard. And then some of the other major projects that you're aware of, Van SBRT, starting construction right now, over $300 million worth of work. Uh, we were the key entity in working with SFMTA in partnership to get the approvals from the state of California. Geary DRT, we just completed the CEQA documentation in that regard and are ready to assist as needed in terms of any design as that project moves forward. Vision Zero ramps, I'm not sure you're very clear on what that is, but really what that is is um, in part of the Vision Zero planning and project development process, the areas where the freeways touch down onto the city streets are areas that we're focusing on with this project. We're in the planning phase for that. And I've also listed the central subway there, which is phase three. We're part of the TAC and are prepared to assist SFMTA as they move that project forward into project development. Let's talk about the procurement details. Uh, we issued an RFQ in early November. We got a lot of interest, received over 43 qualification statements. And what we did is what we did is it was different than we've done in the past. We, I would call it we unbundled the different types of expertise that we need. I'll show you a slide later that shows up to 22 different areas of expertise that we asked for under three major categories. Um, and there it is, a list of a lot of different types of ex expertise. In particular, the areas that are new are areas, for example, P3, public-private partnership. We're asking for a specific expertise there to help the city in moving <coughs> forward on some of the major capital projects as they move forward. But then a, a laundry list, if you call it, and a bench of consultants that we can use uh, on an on-call basis uh, in that regard to assist us to deliver the program. Let's talk a little bit about the task order process. Um, we basically will issue task orders as we see fit for a given project or a given assignment. We'll go ahead and establish a goal for each of those. Typically, they're between the 10 to 25% range. Um, happy to report, frankly, though, that over the last four years plus, we've been reaching close to over 50% DBE, SBE, and LBE participation. So uh, we're going to move to be as aggressive as possible. As part of this unbundling, our thought process was that we could actually go ahead and engage even more support if, if possible, or at least uh, soliciting and working with the uh, small business community. Uh, we, we, the list is expansive. We had to make sure that we looked at availability, known performance, uh, and also two things like conf conflict of interest because a lot of the consultants are working uh, under the uh, under contracts with the different departments or with private developers, and we want to ensure there was no conflict of interest. And then ultimately, with a good list like this, we can actually go ahead and negotiate the best uh, scope, cost, and fee. We do have an expansive list. We went ahead and shortlisted various firms under the three major categories, um, and uh, basically 65% of the firms are either LBE, SBE, or DBE. Several firms are qualified under different categories given the different expertise they bring to the table. And finally, I'm here to ask for an approval of the consultant list for a three-year contract 
not to exceed $6 million with two one-year options at the board's discretion. Uh, that completes my presentation. Mm. Thank you for your presentation. Two things I want to bring to your attention. Two things I want to bring to your attention. Sure. Um, so consultants will be overseeing some very large projects, right? We, we established that. We're talking about Yerba Buena Island. I think that's $98 million. There's a project that I'm interested in, um, the reestablishment of the Quinn Street uh, connection. Yes. Um, I've been in a lot of meetings, like I'm sure you have been, about this reconnection. I'd like to make um, this bridge as beautiful as possible. I want to make sure that it is um, more than just a functional bridge connecting from one point to another, but that it is incorporated into the community, that it is ecstatically, ecstatically please, pleasing, um, maybe... Um, I, you know, I don't have any other details other than I want it beautiful. And, you know, they say beauty is in the eye of the beholder, so I will engage in the process, but I just want to plant that seed here Good. about where my expectations are. Again, yes. not something that is a concrete slab that is functional, but something that has some artistic value that communicates the culture of the neighborhood, um, that the Quint Street, now granted it's a bridge, I get it, so that we, we will have limited abilities, but again, something that is um, a, a powerful piece. As you know, we've got a lot of development happening. I'm thinking about the wastewater treatment project that's like a 2.9 billion dollar project that's happening um, we're also talking about the expansion of the produce mark yes. uh, in the area so this is really an important connector and I just want to make sure that we give um, the um, aesthetic uh, process just as much thought and discussion as we do for the other processes that will go into creating this uh, bridge um, the other thing in your presentation, I was very happy to hear that you're going to be breaking up the projects to ensure that women-owned businesses, minority-owned businesses, veterans, uh, that are businesses that are owned by veterans, that are all they're all able to to um, make a proposal and compete for this work. Did I understand that correctly? That is true. Yes. Now, do we have any goals uh, in terms of percentages in place? Typically, uh, between the 10 to 25 percent, it's usually predicated on the actual scope of work that's being performed. So it's, um, and in particular with, the fed with federal funding, there are certain regulations and criteria that you meet in terms of uh, going ahead and establishing what the goal is, and we'll do that on a, on a task order by task order basis. Sure. Ms. Tang, I'm going to uh, flag this one for you. You don't have to speak, but uh, I think since you've been the leader of the TA, you've done a really good job of bringing in um, the different communities that have historically, I think, been left out or just not engaging with on these particular projects. I mean, the TA's got an incredible amount of money and that we should be doing a better job of supporting the small businesses in our community. So I'll just flag that for you. Thank you. Thank you for your presentation. Super, uh, Commissioner Yi. Uh, thank you. Um, in regards to the, um, the list that you're providing yes. of these 28 or 29 mm -hmm. companies, um, is this a, a list that will be um, uh, revised or, or, or updated every f so often, or is this like for <coughs> how 
What's the period of this list? I mean, sure. is it like for 50 years or something? No, it, it, it'll be right now we're proposing a three-year list, in essence for three years to use this list as the call it go-to list for consulting efforts. And then after the end of the third year, we, there are two one-year options. So in essence, after the end of the third year, we, can go, we will come to the board and request um, a one-year extension and after that, another one-year extension. So a total of five, the maximum. Okay. Um, I, I, okay, I'll maybe buy into the three years, but I, I would say that you would have to make a very good argument to extend it over th beyond three years because I feel like we don't want to close the door to new companies or companies that maybe wasn't as qualified but in a year or two, you know, maybe they've developed bigger or were involved with other projects that could qualify them more. So I think it's, it's a mistake to to limit this list, you know, for five years. Um, I'm. I is there a built-in report for um, this? I mean, what I what I would like to have is an annual report utilizing this system um, that looks at uh, who, uh, which companies were allowed to bid on each project, okay. who got the contract, which company had uh, received the contract and at what amount. Um, that would be really helpful because um, you were saying that 60% um, of the companies were uh, minority or small business. And, and I would hate to see a report where one-third, the other third, gets all the contract. Understood. We can, we can have all of that data presented to you. Yeah, that, 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 that would you know, boost my confidence in, in this sure. process. Thank you very Understood. much. Understood. Okay. Thank you for your presentation. I think we're going to go into public comment at this time. Thank you. Um, any members of the public that would like to speak on item five, please come up. Please come on up. Thank you. Welcome. <clears throat> Good morning. Good afternoon, commissioners. My name is Paul Pendergast. I wear a bunch of hats, but I'm actually here today as the chair of public policy for the Golden Gate Business Association, which is the nation's first LGBT Chamber of Commerce. And I also have the honor of being the president of the San Francisco Small Business Network, which represents 12 different business organizations. And uh, Commissioner Cohen, thank you very much for singling out the SFCTA because they, under the leadership of Commissioner Weiner, were the very first agency to reach out to LGBT businesses, which are taxpaying members of the community as well. So thank you. I look forward to working with that. And I loved your comments about um, the Quinn Street Bridge because you, I saw on the list that we have Miles Stevens on the list. I'm sure Mr. Stevens would be very happy to work with the SFCTA on projects um, for the Quinn Street project and so forth. So um, I also, I think the thing that they did not mention here today is that um, the SFCTA doesn't seem to be afraid to make the hard decisions. Um, they, they aren't afraid to say there's not enough minority and local and small business participation. And most transportation agencies, and unfortunately Caltrans is in that, they don't take the hard stands. So from the small business community, thank you for making the hard decisions when there aren't enough participation. So thank you for the great list. It's really an exciting list of small business providers. Thank you. Thank you for that um, reminder, Mr. Pendergast. I'll pass it on definitely to Tilly and her staff. They're the ones that are, that are doing the work. I've got one card, Barry Pierce. Come on up, it's good to see you. Good morning. 
Morning. My name is Barry Pierce, and I own Transamerican Engineers. We're right here at Fox Plaza. Uh, we do land surveying and mapping. I'm also a Visitation Valley resident. And I just want to speak in support of this uh, item here. I've been working, our company has been working on the, basically the YBI off, on an off-ramps project for the last three years, three and a half years. And it has been a boon to our company. You know, we started that project, we had about three people, now we're up to ten. We're getting ready to hire two or three more. And we're getting work all over the place. And that, that project was the door opener. You know, so I really, I've enjoyed working. I've worked on, on your list there in the back. I've worked primarily with Parsons, who have been a dream to work for. Uh, I wouldn't want to, we're, we're in actually in a, a, a mentor-protege um, relationship through Caltrans. And we've also had a contract with WMH, which is also on your list. And um, we're, we've, we finished that project. We picked up two more contracts out there. And since that time, we've expanded to the airport. We're doing work down in South Bay. And, you know, I just, the whole situation has been great. And even Eric Cordoba, who oversees the whole thing, has made himself accessible to people that are kind of down the food chain. So I, I just want to speak in support of the item. And uh, thank you. Thank you very much. Anyone else for public comment? Seeing none, public comment is closed. Thank you very much, Mr. Pierce. We appreciate good, positive feedback during public comment. It's nice to have not just to balance out the negative stuff that we hear. <laughs> <laughs> it's really good when, when we're doing good things. So, Ms. Chang, congratulations. You're doing really good, you and the entire team. All right. So, let's, um, this is an action item. Colleagues, is there a motion for this particular item? I'd like to make a I'll motion. Make a motion. Okay. To forward. With a positive recommendation. All right, the motion is to, to move this forward with a positive recommendation. And the House has changed. The House so has changed. Call. Let's do a roll call uh, vote. On item five, Commissioner Cohen? Aye. Cohen, aye. Commissioner Fewer? Yes. Fewer, aye. Commissioner Kim? Aye. Kim, aye. Commissioner Ronan? Aye. Ronan, aye. Commissioner Yee? Aye. Yee, aye. Item is approved. All right. Unanimously, thank you. Could you call item six, please? Item six, recommend authorization to borrow up to $46,335,835 to a total amount not to exceed $140,000,000 from the revolving credit agreement with State Street Public Lending Corporation. This is an action item. All right, we've got Cynthia Fong Hi. back Good. before us. Good afternoon, everybody. You should have a PowerPoint presentation before yeah. you to help assist you while I go through the nine pages. Um, let me start off with um, introducing myself, Cynthia Fong, Deputy Director for Finance and Administration. I'd like to start off with a little background starting on page two, uh, the Prop K Strategic Plan. Let me remind you that the Strategic Plan is our financial tool that get, guides the implementation of the 30-year voter-approved expenditure plan and reconciles the timing of the sales tax revenues, our state, federal, and other funds, uh, the TA's debt issuing capacity, the TA's own assessment of project delivery, and the costs associated with project escalation and debt timing. Uh, the strategic plan's guiding principles are listed on the presentation right here. There's three of them. And we use them to ensure prudent stewardship in the funds that we uh, spend for our Prop K projects. Uh, moving on to page three. Um, since 2004, the SFCTA has managed the cash needs of the Prop K program using incoming sales tax revenue received each year, in addition to a $200 million short-term debt program that was established approximately 10 years ago. Uh, we've been able to do this uh, method because we've had slower than anticipated allocations, slower and lower amounts in re reimbursement requests, and we've been constantly monitoring the cash management of 
um, the various projects we've allocated and we've been making amendments to approve the reimbursement schedules as uh, sponsors have come and indicated to us that there's been a need that their project hasn't been moving as fast as it could possibly could. Uh, we've had anticipated issuing a long-term debt bond 10 years ago, but instead we've maintained a commercial paper program um, for 10 years and saved money from the interest costs we would have been paying toward this bond. And instead the money has gone to um, more Prop K projects. Then in pay, um, page four, um, since 2015, you may remember that this committee had approved the replacement of the commercial paper program. Uh, we had a $200 million commercial paper program and replaced it with a $140 million tax exempt revolving credit agreement <coughs> with State Street Bank. This revolving credit agreement is a loan with the commercial bank. Uh, we had uh, requested a $140 million uh, loan. Currently we have 94 million outstanding. We've been actually paying each year um, with current sales tax revenue to decrease that balance. We have an outstanding balance of 46 million we can draw upon for future um, and current Prop K projects. Um, our strategy is to use, to continue to use a revolver to meet short-term cash needs while preparing to issue a long-term bond. Um, this way we can advance the funds for projects that benefit sooner to the public while minimizing financing costs. Um, we've also had chosen a revolver because it also made sense and costs much less um, than the commercial paper program. Now let's talk about where we are in terms of fiscal year 1617 capital project costs. Uh, the fiscal year 1617 budget assumes 200 million in Prop K capital expenditures, and what was approved um, by this board was a 25 million in revolver in a revolver credit loan increase. Um, I'm here asking for an additional 46, and I'll explain that in the next few pages. Um, currently, at the end of January, we had 41.9 million of first quarter expenditures um, that came in for reimbursements from our sponsor. Um, typically, reimbursements do ramp up after each quarter, and we've noticed a trend of, of an increase. And that is why we put the $25 million initially on the um, fiscal year 16-17 budget. Now we've been closely monitoring these projects, and we're anticipating the uh, increase in this pace of expenditures. Um, the major Prop K cash flow drivers that are, are driving the requests are um, projects that are reaching ma major milestones. Uh, they're triggering larger reimbursement requests um, because they're in active management, uh, active construction phase, or they're reaching completion of other milestones um, that trigger reimbursement requests. The projects I'm speaking of are SFMT's radio replacement project associated with the central control and communications project, and purchases of the new motor, co motor coaches, trolley buses, and light rail vehicles. Uh, on page seven, there's actually a nice little chart here that sums up uh, what these five sets of projects were to s could possibly seek for Prop K reimbursement. Uh, on the very most left column, you see that total Prop K allocations could were um, 371 million. As of mid-January, we had a possibility of up to 260 million um, balance for these five projects. And just in the fiscal year 1617 uh, cash flow, these sponsors um, for these projects could come up, come in for about 100, up to $103 million in reimbursements. But at this point, we don't anticipate all of that to be coming in at one time, more so in a number of years. Page eight um, also is a nice little chart that shows you uh, the number of planned, ordered, and in-service 
in service vehicles for motor coaches, trolley buses, light rails, and paratransit. Uh, since many of these vehicles are in service, this is, we were able to see a, uh, many reimbursements coming in uh, for requests in the past first quarter. Now, in terms of next steps, um, here seeking for a, a request to pull down an additional $46 million in the revolving credit agreement. Um, right now, we have currently $25 million budget. Um, we may not need all 46, but at this point, it would be wise for us to just make that request so we would be able to um, request that money um, when those reimbursements come in. Um, we're continuing to ongoingly monitor these projects and, and the cash needs while while speaking to our sponsors and reviewing their progress reports and, and mainly having meetings with them um, on an ongoing basis. We're gonna return back to the board for approval to issue any bonds and um, with any progress that we have throughout the rest of the months. And then in June, May and June, you'll see the fiscal year 17-18 budget, which may have um, and most likely have um, a request to issue a bond in approximately 300 and 350 million dollars for next fiscal year for new projects for Prop K. Um, with that, I am more than happy to answer any of your questions. Thank you for your presentation. Colleagues, I don't see any names on the roster, but are there questions? Uh, Commissioner Fewer. Thank you. Thank you very okay. much. Mm -hmm. um, so just to recap, so I make sure I understand this, is that we have uh, that the ability to borrow up to 140 million um, dollars on this revolving credit agreement and so far we have borrowed about 95 million and you're requesting today to max it out permission to max it out to the 140 um, million dollars right that and that would be the 46 million that you're asking for and in order to retire this debt out of this um, revolving credit agreement you would issue a bond um, in the future for 300 and approximately right now at this moment we we don't have a, a, a set number but as we're working over the next couple months working with the sponsors we're gauging at something between 300 and 350 million and of course we'd come back before this committee um, to order the board to approve this amount and to give an update of what our, our needs are for the bond sure so it'd be um, about 300 approximately 350 million and with this 350 million dollar bond that you are thinking of putting on in a while then 140 million of it would go to pay this revolving credit agreement no this is an the bond would be in addition to our debt of 140 million is am I hearing that correctly Yes, so we would be paying down the current outstanding 140 million either on a pay-as-you-go basis with a new sales tax revenue or we could possibly uh, Issue a new bond to pay that off the old bond in addition to the new projects so um, The 350 bond million dollar bond that you're talking about now isn't to um, pay off this 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 debt and this 140 million will still be outstanding in addition to the bond, but you're not issuing the bond in order to relieve this debt. Is that correct? It's one of the possibilities. We haven't defined it yet until we establish the 16, uh, wrap up the 16, 17 mid-year budget in addition to working with our sponsors for the fiscal year 17, 18 budget. Okay, I think that um, just the concern I had was that we are accruing all this debt and then we also um, are 
if we look at a bond with another 350 million that we're just accruing this more and more debt. And if we are relying on a sales tax to relieve us of this, it may not happen. So I'm just wondering about this debt and this revolving credit agreement. And I, and I just want to just say that I know nothing about this and about how these um, credit agreements are paid off or the interest over time. But my, I am just concerned about the seriousness of accruing such a massive debt um, within one or two fiscal years. Noted. We'll be, definitely bring it back to options and um, allow the committee to weigh them out. Thank you. Thank you. Please, uh, yes, oh, come sorry on. To hop in. This is, again, Tilly Chang, Executive Director. Thank you for your questions, Commissioner Fewer. I just wanted to make it clear that our plan has been to pay down the debt. The original revolver um, was a commercial paper line of credit. So we saved money by moving to the revolver, and we've been, our plan has been to pay that down. And that debt is associated with a set of capital improvements you know, that has been delivered and that you know, we continue to pay off with current sales tax dollars. Now, the, the funds that are being requested in terms of increasing up to the max of the revolver, as well as the drivers of the potential to bond, those are new capital projects. Those are new expenditures. So I want to make it clear that even if from a financing strategy it makes sense to upsize that bond a bit to pay down some of the uh, revolver, you know, in order to create some, it would be for reasons of having the flexibility to free up that revolver for short-term capacity. It wouldn't be because we can't afford to or didn't have another way to pay it off. Um, I think we would, our plan was always to pay off that debt with K, and then new borrowings would have new capital projects associated with those. That said, Cynthia is correct that we are still strategizing with our financial advisors different scenarios for the potential to upsize the new bond borrowings to help pay off and create some room in the revolver. The revolver gives us that flexibility on a short-term basis um, with pretty favorable short-term interest rates to, to have that. And that capacity is from a financial strategy standpoint is nice to have. So we, we did want to just look at that scenario, but it wouldn't be the main reason for a borrowing. The main reason would be to take out uh, financing for new uh, capital projects. It just seems as though when we have this um, opportunity to borrow money with such flexibility also on the revolving credit that, and I, when I met with you yesterday, I got that impression that it is um, really a source of money that can be accessed very quickly. Correct. And so for these projects, they need to be paid back quickly. And um, if we max on on that and we don't pay it down, we won't even have that flexibility right. for those funds. We're speaking to the exact. So that's why, yeah. And so I'm glad you spoke at that. We're very because cognizant I of that, am. Yeah. I'm thinking about that too. Not exactly. only is our debt increasing, but that you won't have that flexibility. flexibility. Right. And that a tool that you have been using up to this point, ninety-five million dollars, which is a large sum of money that you're able to access at, right. Um, right. at a moment's notice. You know, if you don't pay that down, we won't even have the ability to use that sure. for the flexibility. And I think rarely is it um, easy to access funds with that type of flexibility unless you have an account like this or an available amount that you can actually draw from in an account Absolutely. like this. Yep. Thank you so much. Thank you. Uh, let's go to public comment. Please come on down, Ms. Boken. Okay. 
I would like to echo uh, Eileen Boken, District 4 resident, former CTACAC member. I would like to echo um, Supervisor Fewer's concern about increased debt, uh, overly leveraged possibly of the CTA. Also, the CTA relies heavily on Prop K sales tax. If there is an economic downturn, there will be fewer, less tax, uh, sales tax revenue, perhaps significantly less. And to continue to borrow and leverage further, uh, I would have concerns about that, uh, the same as Supervisor Fewer does. Thank you. Thank you for weighing in. Is there any other members of the public that would like to speak on this? <coughs> All right, seeing none, public comment is closed. Thank you. All right, so this is an action item. Is there a motion? All right. All right, and we can take that without objection. All right. All right, thank you. Um, sir, please call the next item. Item seven, introduction of new items. All right, colleagues, any new items? All right, let's take public comment. No public comment. Closed. Uh, item eight, general item public eight. comment. Yes, thank you. Good morning, Andrew Yip. The president of a nation and the national people must having total peace of wellness, of cooperation and agreement in all aspects of daily working affairs. We must support the president to the maximum extent. We must provide full assistance to promote the well-being for goals and values of civil service agenda of presidential executive orders our people's nationalism, our people's democracy, our people's livelihood. We must set up a two-way channel so the voice from each side could be heard. So there should be a discussion platform for settlement of conflicting ideas. True leadership requires the actualization of true principle and holy way. Only missionary pathway with true principle and holy way will make unification of all of the people with big success. That would be of all aspects of the recovery of one's mighty self-nature with origin of absolute wisdom for the projection of awareness of true, holy truth to generate social, social prosperity of all. Thank you. Thank you. Anyone else would like to speak? All right. Public comment is closed. Thank you. Uh, next item, please. Item 9, adjournment. Thank you. This meeting is adjourned.